0: So the Korean drama that I am discussing with you guys this week is Oh My Ghost. Uh, So this is a drama that came out in 2015. And it has taken me until now, until 2020 to watch it. So I'm watching it five years after it came out. This show is super popular. It's a 16 episode drama. Um, I would say that it is a supernatural comedy romance. Um, There's certainly some dark elements and some very moving emotional elements to it, but my overall feelings towards it are very complicated. Um, And I think that fair warning to you guys, I didn't love it. And I know a lot of people absolutely adore this show. So come into this like discussion with fair warning of the fact that I had some problems with it. Um, But in saying that, I think that I'm pretty aware that a lot of my problems with this show are probably personal taste things. Um, I think maybe like, one of my problems with the show, I think was the show's fault, but I actually, and that was only, you know, like half episode or something. So that wasn't a big deal, but I really feel like the rest of the things that I didn't like, like really, really didn't like about this show were very personal to me. And I don't think are probably going to carry across to, you know, all listeners um, or, you know, all watchers by any means. So uh, yeah I hope if you if you happen to be one of the major fans of this show and really love it, I hope you can understand um, where i 'm coming from with that and it 's certainly not because I think it 's a bad show because i don 't I watched the whole thing and I was really keen to find out what happened um, but yeah, I had some issues, and I will go into that um, obviously <laughs> so um, when this drama came out, it made a big splash. Um, I read about it a lot online, everyone really loved it, and I just didn 't go near it because you know, and this is my personal reason. Number one, just personal taste thing. Um, I don't really like the main actor and actress in this drama very much. Um, I haven't found them particularly compelling in other stuff that I've watched and I just haven't really loved them. So I really kind of avoided this drama because I just didn't have that sort of emotional connection with either of the leads. So I'm talking about, um, the male lead in this drama is Cho Jang Sok. Um, he is really good in this. Um, there's nothing wrong with this guy. He's just one of those actors that I personally haven't, you know, connected with and don't particularly follow around drama land. Um, In saying that though, at the beginning or at some point last year in 2019, I did watch him in, uh, oh my gosh, I forgot what the drama was called. It was that really amazing Sargok drama, um, about, uh, you know, set in true historical times about the Garbo reform and how, um, you know, the huge, uh, what was it? The Donghak rebellion abolished slavery. And he was the main character in that. I feel like it was called mung bean flower or flower mung bean, something like that. Um, I really can't remember, which is terrible, but, um, Cho Jung Suk was in that. And I felt like he was amazing in it. Like he was, Magnetic in that drama, he was so good. But even after seeing him do that amazing performance, I still wasn't particularly keen on watching him in anything else, particularly. Um, And my relationship with the main actress in this drama, um, which is, of course, Park Bo-young, who I know is beloved. Like, this is a lot. I think that she would be a lot of people's favorite actress out there. Um, And I don't know why, but I just haven't had that experience with her. And every time I watch her in a drama, I have this weird thing where I happen to really dislike the character um, and have like a thing where that character really freaking annoys me. And then it's like, uh, I know that's not the actress's fault. I think she's actually a very, very good actress, but I just haven't connected with her because I've never once cared about one of her characters, I suppose. And I, I think that probably is how you how you get a connection maybe to an actor or actress is it probably starts by, you know, liking or caring about a character and caring about their performance of that character because of how it makes you feel, Um, whether, you know, they're playing a serial killer and you think they're doing a great job or whatever, but if they're they're playing a character that's literally – annoying you. It's, it's hard to then ignore that and really, I guess, fall in love with the actress. So, um, again, super controversial opinion from me, but, um, obviously Park Bo Young is particularly famous for her role in the drama, um, strong woman Bong Soon. I think that's what it's called. Um, and I didn't like her character in that, um, <laughs> I really didn't enjoy her character, even though I loved the concept of the show. I loved the love triangle. I loved the two um, male leads. I loved the romance. Um, I found her character to be a bully in it. And I didn't like the way she used her strength to bash up other people and yet acted so cute and innocent all the time. I, I felt like she really shirked off responsibility. So, I mean, it's such a personal thing, but I just didn't like it. And I had you know, she's completely, like Park Bo Young is a great actress. She's completely different in this drama, um, from how I've seen her in other dramas. But again, unfortunately, one of the characters or the main character that she plays, I didn't like this girl. I just didn't like her. Um, so I will explain all that when I kind of talk a bit about what this drama is actually about and just give you guys just the general beginning setup of what the plot is. And then, um, you probably most people have seen this drama. I'm a bit late to it, I think. And then, um, I'll also talk about things that I loved about it because there was a lot of things that I did love and then things that I just freaking hated about it. And these were all my personal taste issues. Um, so yeah, so I think that's really why I didn't watch it all those years. Um, and only came to it now because I was in a bit of a drama slump and just needed to find something to watch. Um, And this drama also has, and there's probably another reason why I'm kind of weird about it. So it has an actor and actress in it that I love, but they're not playing lead characters. They're playing side characters and they're not really given, you know, I love them enough to wish these people were the leads (laughs) and they're not. So that's probably a frustrating thing for me as well, just from, you know, personal taste point. Um, so the actress Kim Seul Gi is in this drama and I really love her. She is wonderful. Um, she usually plays like kind of character roles, I suppose. I think maybe she's not considered like, um, a traditional Korean beauty, even though she's a very good looking person. Like she's actually very pretty. Um, but she plays a lot of really out there comedic kind of roles. Um, I first came across her as a very small side character in flower boy next door, which is just one of the most beautiful, fun, happy, romantic dramas. If you're in the mood for, you know, escapism. So flower boy next door, she played a, um, just this hilarious sleep deprived, uh, webtoon manager. And she just screams at everyone. And she was really wonderful and endearing. And I've seen her in a lot of dramas since then. And I always like her. Um, and then in this drama, Oh My Ghost, um, the other actor that I really like is Im Du Hwan. Um, he's an actor that, he just plays one of my favorite characters of all time, which is Q um, in Tamra the Island. Tamra the Island is a sagok and it's just the first, you know, few episodes are the worst thing that was ever committed to film in the whole world. But once the story gets going, it is beautiful and moving. And Q is, you know, he's just that... That kind of character who, you know, he's a a noble guy and at the start he's a total asshole and by the end he is a shining example of the best man in the world. Like it's just such a good character growth journey Um, and I really, really love that character and my love for that character really you know, carried across to the actor Im Ju Hwan, even though, you know, he doesn't really get lead roles since then. I think he got one other lead role and it didn't do that great. Now he's always like second leads or lately serial killers always playing serial killers, which I don't love. I feel weird about that because I love him, but I don't love the fact that he's, you know, running around killing people particularly. (laughs) It doesn't endear me to him. So I feel complicated about that too. But um, Im Ji Hwan is in this and yes, he plays a mad serial killer. And I've just got to say, there are so many serial killers running around in K-dramas, right? What is up with that? I feel like if there was actually that many serial killers in Korea, it would be serial killer capital of the world. So I'm glad that there isn't that many serial killers. Um... He's really good in this, Im Juhuan, and he basically just plays this really happy, charming guy who's so nice and smiles all the time. And then little by little, you realize that he's a complete, you know, psychopath and also is possessed by a creepy, creepy creep. Um, But anyway, I think that's it for my just little beginning overview of how I feel about the show. Um, So now I'm just going to give you guys um, just a general setup. All right. So to give you uh, guys a little bit of an idea of the plot. Um, so basically this is a, it's a chef drama. It's a restaurant set drama. So we have um, this little restaurant called Sun Restaurant in Seoul, and it is kind of a high-end fine dining experience. And the chef is played by Cho Jung sok and his name in this drama is Sun Woo. So I've just wondered then if maybe that's why it's called Sun Restaurant. <laughs> so we'll just call him Chef because that's what everyone in the drama calls him, Chef Kung. Um, So Chef Kung is a total douchebag. He is you know, as they all are, like in these dramas, if they're super talented at something, they are also super arrogant about it and just generally really mean to everybody um, and all that kind of stuff. I didn't particularly like him, I suppose, at the start of the drama. And I don't think he really like learns his lesson and progresses um, and becomes a better human being in quite the same way I've seen in other dramas. Um, Like, you know, I was mentioning the actor Im Ji Hwan before from Tamara the island, I know that's a whole different thing because it's a sagok. Um, but his character Park Yu in that is, you know, a rich, arrogant nobleman who's good at everything and is really cut down to size by his stay on Jeju Island with all these poor people and realizing, you know, that other people exist and the amount of empathy and you know just evolution and change that that character undergoes throughout that drama is unbelievable to the point where he is a completely different man at the end, like really wonderful person. And I feel like in this drama, Oh My Ghost, um, Chef Kung, he begins the drama as a horrible asshole and he does make some connections to other people. So by the end of the drama, he's a little bit better sort of, because he has sort of made some human connections, made some friends and he's fallen in love, but he's still like really arrogant and he's still kind of rude to everyone. Um, so he, he does change, but like maybe not as drastically as I wanted him to. So anyway, he runs this restaurant and there's like, um, I think it's like four dudes in the kitchen as well as this Young woman. And uh, so this is played by Park Bo Young, and she plays a character called Bong Sun. So Bong Sun is sad, lonely, and shy, and unable to speak, and is so crippled by the the fact that she can see ghosts, that she is constantly getting harassed by scary spirits, and she's trying to ignore it and pretend she isn't and get on with her dream of being a famous chef. And secretly, she's in love with Chef Kung. And she's working at the restaurant clearly because she's in love with him. She respects him. She wants to learn from him. And all Chef Kung does is scream at her. So every time she makes even the slightest anything, he just yells at her, he screams at her, he takes her aside, he kind of just like says, the meanest shit to her all the time. And we find out through the drama that the reason he does, like, I didn't enjoy these scenes. I don't find it romantic seeing a dude like yelling at a woman who can't even speak because she's so crippled with anxiety. Like, it's not cool. But we do find out the reason that he does this through, I guess, a sequence that I really liked later in the drama where we do find out that Chef Kung was very quiet and never really had friends in school and got treated very badly and bullied, bullied really badly in school. Um, Not so much physically, but just always made to feel like a loser, always made to feel like he wasn't good enough. And he never spoke up for himself and he never um, kind of fought back or, you know, treated himself with respect. And I think that a part of him hates himself because of that. And when he sees Bong San in his kitchen, unable to say anything except sorry, 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 even when she hasn't done anything wrong, it makes him so angry because all he can see is himself. And he takes out, I suppose, his loathing of himself on her. But at the beginning of the drama, we don't really know that. We just think he's being horrible, which he is because obviously Bong Sun doesn't know any of that, but I did really, really love, I have to say, there's a lot of wonderful emotional moments in this drama and the whole sequence with Chef Kung in, you know, coming across this random bully from his childhood and inviting all his old, you know, high school friends to his restaurant and how stressed he gets, like, um, you know, making sure the restaurant's at its best, making sure he looks awesome. The food is amazing. He treats them all. And just the whole sequence between him and this bully, this bully who's grown up into a normal man who regrets what he's done. And I thought it was, I loved it because it's not as bombastic as these kind of scenes can be in different dramas where, you know, it's really extreme in terms of the bullying and it's, or, you know, whatever. And in this drama, I felt it was very quiet and nuanced and it was handled really sensitively. And I really, really loved it. And I do think that for me, it created a lot of character depth for Chef Kung, who until that point you know, he's just really arrogant and a bit horrible quite often. Um, so anyway, Bong Sun um, as this kitchen hand, uh, she's just incapable of standing up for herself or doing anything and everything goes wrong and she ends up losing her house and all this terrible stuff happens. And then she gets possessed by a ghost. So <laughs> this ghost is played by the actress Kim Seul-gi who I really really like and she is a young woman who has been just walking around Seoul for the last 3 years. She has no memory of who she was when she was alive, but she is positive that she's a virgin ghost and that her regret is that she's a virgin and that she has to resolve that before she can move on. And there's also a time limit of she needs to resolve her regret within three years, or she will turn into an evil spirit and start harassing everyone. And, you know, I guess killing people and stuff. So what she does is basically, um, run around Seoul, uh, possessing hot women and trying to get with hot dudes. And basically what that does is it gives them pneumonia and they end up in hospital (laughs) because she's a ghost, I guess. I don't know. Um, but she's getting really, really desperate. Um, and she's also getting chased by a shaman who is trying to do a ceremony to, you know, kind of banish her to the other side because, um, uh, Sune, which is the name of this ghost. Her name is Sune is, you know, messing up this shaman's business and karma or something. Um, so Sune to get away from the shaman ends up jumping inside Bong Sun, and then slowly figuring out, you know, who Bong Sun is, where she lives, what her job is. And Sune in Bong Sun's body turns up at the restaurant. And obviously all these dudes she works with, including chef Kang are like, what is going on? Because suddenly, Bong San, who never, ever, ever speaks and is the shyest person in the world and on a complete pushover, is completely different. Her personality just changes in such an extreme way. And there is a lot of comedy in this, um, which is quite fun she's also completely sex crazy, which, you know, when Bong Sun is herself, she can't even speak to anyone, let alone, like, try and flirt with them or just basically jump on them in the middle of the restaurant. So everyone is, like, really, really, really weirded out by this new Bong Sun personality, including Chef Kung, because suddenly Bong Sun is hitting on him, she's hitting on the other guys, um, and it's just really strange. So Chef Kung gets into all these mad situations with her. He decides that she, you know, is bipolar. And he starts worrying about her and caring about her and which is nowhere to stay. She eventually like wheedles her way into staying at the restaurant. And they have a lot of moments as in chef Kung has a lot of moments with the ghost Sune inside Bong Sun's body. Bong Sun doesn't remember that any of this is happening. She's just being possessed. And eventually the drama comes forward to a point where Sune really realizes that the only person, because he has so much positive uh, positive energy or something, that if she gets with him to, you know, lift her regret of being a virgin, and if she can manage to sleep with Chef Kang. He has enough positive energy or something that she won't, I don't know, freeze him to death. I don't know. So she can resolve her regret and grudge and pass on. And so she kind of, as herself, as a ghost is explaining this to Bong Sun and Bong Sun, it turns out is completely in love with Chef Kang, can't do anything about it, can't speak to him and has realized that over the last month or something that she's been possessed, her and chef Kung have grown closer and they've even kissed and stuff like that. So eventually Bong Sun agrees to let Sune use her body to get with chef Kung because by the time Sune does that and Sune leaves to the other world, perhaps Bong Sun and chef Kung can have a relationship and be together. And Bong San is completely positive that she is too shy and incapable of getting close to him and getting what she wants from life by herself. Um, so it's a weird setup, right? Like that is a strange thing. And I was a bit shocked because I didn't really know that that's what... I mean, I knew the show was like about a, possess- a possession and I knew that Bong Sun was going to like be crazy sometimes and be real shy sometimes. But I just felt really weird about this deal. Like it feels very... <sighs> I don't know. Like, I mean, it's a lie, isn't it? And I think that weirded me out because... Bong Sun loves Chef Kung, but she's willing to let some other girl sleep with him, but in her body. And I'm presuming that she's never slept with anybody herself because she just seems incapable of even talking to anyone, let alone having sex with them. So I'm like, this would be her first sexual experience that her body had had and she wouldn't be there. So I feel like Maybe I thought too deeply about the concept instead of just being like, huh, this is funny. I was like, but but why doesn't she feel like a bit weird about that, a bit squeaky about it? And I didn't understand too why Bong Sun wasn't like, But if Chef Kung falls in love with me when there's a ghost in my body, is he in love with me or is he in love with the personality of the ghost? And this was where my huge problem with the drama came in, because it's like no one fucking thought about that at any point until three quarters of the way through when everything's gone really well. Chef Kung is totally in love with Bong San, I'm doing like little air air italics. Bong Sun, but really he's in love with the ghost, Sune, who's inside. Like he's in love with her personality. And this is why I didn't find the drama romantic, because every romantic moment for the first at least half, if not three quarters of the show that Chef Kung shares with Bong San, it isn't Bong Sun. It's Sune the ghost. So for instance, um the stuff that I really loved um with Chef Kung's, you know. Bullying childhood person who comes back, and you know, it is Sune who helps him through this, who says the right thing, who pulls him out of his misery, who gives him faith in himself. And it's constantly her who helps him in tight situations. And it's her I felt that he was falling in love with. Um, The other big issue I had, um, was that I felt Sune's personality suited Chef Kang a lot because he is a bit of a dickhead basically. And he's so mean all the time. And he says horrible things all the time. You know, he'll say something mean to Sune and Sune will look at him and she'll be like, no, like fuck off. I don't like that. Do you stop it? Or she'll like, she always pull him up when he does something not good. Um, But when Chef Kang is hanging around with Bong San and Bong San, you know, is not being possessed anymore. She's just being herself. All she does is say, yes, yes, sorry, sorry, yes. And I felt like, I felt like she was a pushover in terms of him. Like, I felt like he he's able to really tell her what to do and control her a bit. And I didn't love the dynamics of their relationship because she's not strong enough to push back. So if he says to her, I'm the best man in the whole world and you should be lucky to have me, she'll be like, yes, chef. Yes, you're right, chef. Whilst I feel like Sune would have been like, dude, you're not all that great. Like, come on, I'm great too. And there just would have been a little bit more equality in the relationship and a bit more pushback. So I had a real issue with with a lot of things, like in just in terms of, yeah, the dynamics of the relationships, I really felt like Chef Kung suited the ghost, Sune, a lot better um, than he suited Bong Sun. And I have to admit that all the scenes with Bong San when she's not being possessed, I just didn't really like her. And this kind of sounds awful, I suppose, because obviously she's supposed to be a very traumatized young woman who is incapable of interaction incapable of speaking up she obviously it doesn't respect herself but i just didn't like the way she's just such a yes woman you know like she and i get that it's hard to stand up for yourself and I don't know why. I just didn't like it. I didn't like the way she was so quiet and just agreed, even when, you know, someone was saying to her, like, you know, Chef Kung, who she's supposed to be in love with, will be saying something mean to her, and she'll just be like, Yes, chef. Sorry, chef. Yes, chef. Like, you're the best chef. And I just didn't enjoy it. And I I think that's a really personal thing because. You know, that might even hark back to times, like in my own life where I feel like I didn't stand up for myself, you know, maybe the exact same kind of um, problem that Chef Kung has with Bong San at the beginning and that he recognizes this part of himself that he hates within her. So maybe that was the same for me in a lot of ways. Like I recognized a part of myself that I don't like about myself in Bong San. Like it's well extreme in her compared to, you know, what what's happened to me, but I don't like it. I don't like the idea. Of letting yourself get trampled over, particularly if that person who's trampling over you you you're in love with um that didn't happen to me by the way. What happened to me was I got bullied i think at work for you know a year and a half, and in hindsight, why did I let that happen why didn't I stand up for myself why didn't I fucking Do something about it, but I didn't. I put up with it and it made me completely miserable. It was the worst year and a half of my life. Like it was terrible, and I will never, ever do that again. I will never allow anyone to treat me like that again. And perhaps that is a very, you know, intense personal kind of memory and feeling attached to watching Bong Sun just be like, yes, chef. Yes, chef. In a really quiet, slow voice. Like she drove me crazy, to be honest. Um, but again, I can recognize that this is a personal thing and that other people won't have that reaction to her character at all. Maybe they will love her because one thing the drama does show is obviously Bong Sun is really traumatized and slowly throughout the length of the drama, she's coming out of her shell. She's learning how to speak up. Um, not Enough, in my opinion. She doesn't learn to speak up enough, I don't think. I would have liked it if she'd gone a bit further. Um, but I guess, you know, the point of it is that she gets to grow into herself. Um, so, yeah, and I just, I, I guess the other thing that didn't work for me is um, this was supposed to just be my general setup and not the stuff I didn't like, which I was going to talk about at the end, but I, it's all just like melded into each other now, I suppose. But um, yeah, I just really didn't like. When Bong Sun agrees to sort of let Sune in and fool Chef Kung into falling in love with her. And then when Sune kind of realizes it's worked and realizes that this isn't actually her regret at all. And on top of that, she's in love with Chef Kung and she sort of just pisses off to do her own thing because she's upset. Um, Bong Sun. And Chef, like it's, at this point, she's like, oh, no, Chef Kung isn't really in love with me. All the moments we've had together where he liked me the most, I wasn't myself. And it's like she hadn't even thought about it till that point. So I found that really frustrating. All right. So um, I guess I'm going to move on from the general setup. I think that gives you a pretty good idea. Also, my cat's meowing outside my door, so I'll go deal with that. <laughs> Okay. So the cat came in, looked around, left, and then is now meowing again. So we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Um, So now I'm going to talk about some of the stuff that I did love about Oh My Ghost, because from all this waffling I've done so far and ranting, I must say, you probably think that I fucking hated it, but that is not true. I actually really liked it. Um, There were elements of the show that I really loved, and there was something compelling that drew me to really want to know what happened with this narrative and how it all worked out. I really wanted to know how it ended. Um I, yeah. So there was a lot of things that I really loved and a lot of things that were done very, very well stop that. She's scratching the back of my chair now, which is great. Um, so one of the things I really loved is Kim Sul-gi. So the actress who plays Sunae, um, I loved the character of Sunae. And I think this is probably where my biggest problem lay. This is supposed to be the stuff I loved, but, um, you know, it's a, this is a love triangle drama. It's one guy, Chef Kang, and two women, Sunae, the ghost, and Bong Sun, the shy kitchen hand. Um, and I liked Sune best. I liked her a lot. And she, you know, she doesn't win in the love triangle. So that made me really sad and hurt my heart. But the stuff that I loved is her as a character. Um, she's really, really good. Um, she's a really like, so she doesn't remember who she is when she's a ghost. And then she she figures it out. She finds her family and the dynamics between Sune and her dad and her like idiot brother. I adored it all. I adored it so much. It was so moving. It made me cry on multiple occasions. Like I really thought it was handled so very well, like really beautiful relationships. And also this idea of being a young, I don't know how old she's meant to be, but you know, she's in her early twenties and she's dead. Like her life is over. Um, she can't do the things she wants to do. And now that she's really faced with that reality, a lot of the things she wants to do is be near her dad and take care of her dad and make sure that her family's okay. And what she wants is to just work in her little restaurant with her dad. And it's really heartbreaking and moving. So as much as I rant about this drama, I think I I was very emotionally invested. And as much as I didn't like some things that occurred or didn't like some characters, I still felt like they were real people. Like I don't think it was like a bad drama where the drama did a bad job and therefore the characters were stupid. The characters were all very believable as people. And I think the writing was good in this drama. It's just that I personally didn't like some of the people, but not that they didn't feel like true people. So I was very emotionally invested, particularly in Sune, in Sune's journey, in just the sadness of having her life cut short. And at first you think she's crazy. Like she's sex mad. She's insane. She's running around jumping on everybody. But little by little, um, as soon as she kind of finds her dad, finds her family and starts sort of wondering why she's dead, like what really happened? Um, And also starts thinking about the fact that her three years is nearly up and she's either going to turn into an evil spirit or have to move on. And just the finality of that, you know, it really kind of changes things. I guess it changes some of the um, tone of the show from this kind of wild, insane comedy to much more contemplative and... All that stuff was beautiful and handled so well. I, I really loved it. Um, so the fa- the family dynamics was one of my favorite things. Um, and Kim Sogi as Sunae, Sunae's journey in this drama was perfect. Um, so one of the other things I really liked was the actress who plays Chef Kung's mum. I've come across her once before. She's in, I think it's called The Great... Empress or something. I don't know. It was this mad mukjung drama where she played the queen of Korea, but it's like a modern day and all they do is like backstab each other and go race. It was insane drama. Um, but her name is Shin and Kyung. Um, she's really good. Like every time she's on screen, she's very she's just very good. I really, really liked her in this. Um the other thing I really really liked in this drama. So there's, um, a bunch of guys who work in the restaurant. Um, mostly they're pretty annoying, <laughs> but one of them is the one that, you know, he's uh, the young, good looking one that stands out. So he's played by Kwak Shi Young, who's an actor that I really like. I think he's really, really good. He's great in this, like, um, he's only just this little side character. I think he's really a throwaway character, but because I think this actor, you know, he's a little bit charismatic and you can't help notice him. You keep thinking he's got a bigger role in the drama than what he really does. And so I kept kind of holding out hope that he was a bigger character and had a role to play in the love triangle, which just none of that panned out. And I found that really annoying, (laughs) but, um, the actor Kwak shi he, it's weird. I don't really know why he doesn't get lead roles because I think he's a really good actor. Um, he's tall and handsome. I don't know why he doesn't, but he, I've seen him before. He played like a mad, crazy I don't know if he was a serial killer or just an evil dude in um, *The Chicago typewriter. He really was the main antagonist, I suppose, in that drama. And he was really good in it, but he did throw a cat across the room and did some really awful stuff. <laughs> but, you know, he did that really well. Um, and I've only ever seen him in one lead role, which was a long time ago in this kind of youth music drama. Um, where I really hated the main character from memory, but he was really good in it. Um, and yeah, I just don't know why why he's got little roles. Like, I mean, it's been five years since Oh My Ghost, and I've seen him in other dramas since then. But again, not lead characters, and I don't know why. But there you go. So he plays a character June, um, and I really liked him. He kind of like stands out from the other kitchen guys um, because he notices what's going on. He notices that Bong Sun is weird and changing, and you kind of get the impression that maybe he likes her, um, which doesn't really go anywhere and doesn't pan out. And what I really, (laughs) so what I wanted from this drama was a whole different thing, which I'll talk about after I've got through the stuff that I love. So I loved him in this. I thought he was great. He's really, it's one of those, like, you know, when someone does a side role, um, you know, like Kim Gi in flower boy next door, like she only had a, a side role in that drama, but you know who she is after you watch it. You're like, who is that? Um, so that's what I think, um, Kwok Young is like in this drama. Like you watch this drama, he's barely in it and you finish the drama. You're like, I need to go look him up. What else is he in? He's great. So he's, yeah, he's a standout. Um, but he only had a really small role, but he was good. Um, Also, Shin He-sun is in this drama. So she was with Elle in um, Angel's Last Mission Love recently. So she gets a lot of lead roles now. Um, And I really like her. I think she's wonderful. She's only got a side role in this. She's practically not in it, but she's beautiful to look at and just very good. So I really liked her. And of course, as I mentioned before, I really like Im-ju Hwan. I liked him in this drama, but I felt really weird about the fact that I liked him because he was killed people and being generally very evil. Um, so I didn't love that. And I will also point out, it's really strange. I'm watching, like while I was watching Oh My Ghost, I was kind of watching two dramas at the same time. So I was watching Oh My Ghost in which Im Ji Hwan plays a serial killer. And I was also watching the game Towards Zero in which Im Ji Hwan plays a serial killer. <laughs> so that was weird watching two dramas at once, and he's playing like completely. So I couldn't help but compare the performances. And he, Im Ji Hwan, plays a very smiley, nice serial killer in this drama. Um, but in the game Towards Zero, yeah, it's a whole different thing. The performance is amazing. Everything's. Amazing. I'll talk about that hopefully in the future. Um, that's a great drama, I think. Um, So that's the stuff I loved. Um, The stuff I loved was just, I I kept wanting to know what would happen. I kept wanting to find out. I kept wanting to watch it. Um, The emotional stuff is really, really good. It's true, the romance didn't get me, but that's because Chef Kang picked, you know, one pointy end of the love triangle that I was less invested in. If he had picked Sune, I would have been all over this drama. I would have adored it. So, you know, it's just a taste thing. Um, so yeah, I think that's it for the stuff that I loved. And then I'll just talk a a little bit more about the stuff that I didn't love before I finish it all up. (laughs) All right, I'm gonna try and be quick about this stuff I hated because I feel like I've already ranted on quite a lot, um but I hated the romance. I just didn't find it romantic for me personally because it was a love triangle, and Chef Kung fell in love with the body of Bong Sun while Sunei was wearing that body. That sounds confusing, but he fell in love with sunei's personality, and then when Sunei turns out to be a ghost. And Bong San is a human. He's just sort of, he never even like has a conflict about who he's in love with. And he never even talks to Sune about all the feelings they shared. And it was really weird. The drama just really pushed him together with Bong San, even though... Bong Sun never practically says anything to him and just agrees with everything he said. And it just felt really strange to me the way the romance played out. And um, I just didn't like the way it ended. And I guess what really addicted me to the show and made me keep wanting to watch it and find out was because I didn't know which way his feelings were going to go. And I thought that there was going to be a big conflict at the end with him realizing he's in love with a ghost because he was God damn it. That's what happened. (laughs) Um, But apparently that isn't what happened. Um, So clearly I just got very worked up for no reason. So um, yeah, I didn't really love the character of Bong San. Like I said, I just, yeah, whatever. I've already talked about that a lot. So the last thing I mentioned that I didn't like, and this is really the only thing that I didn't like about the show that I think was actually the show's fault and not just my fault for feeling however I felt about it, there's an episode at the end. So Bong Sun uh, kind of quits the restaurant, runs off. So they really need an extra restaurant hand. So Chef Kang gets his, you know, his sous chef, um, Ho Min So, Min Su, Min Su, uh, gets Min Su to, you know, head up some interviews and they get these different women in and all the guys in the restaurant are like judging these women on how they look. Like, it's really obvious. And I, I thought it was really squeaky and really weird. is like a really weird little throwaway thing to happen at the very end of what was a really good drama. Um, and I just found the whole thing really sexist and it made me really uncomfortable and I didn't like it. It's like this girl comes in who's really nice and they clearly don't like her because they think she's overweight. And I was like, what the fuck? And also she isn't even overweight. Like she's curvy and she looks fine. And it was weird. And it's like, you know, the drama was making fun of her because she was asking what time was dinner and lunch and stuff. And they're all like, oh, my God, like, oh, she likes to eat. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? It was so weird. And then this, this girl walks in who's trying to get the job and she's beautiful and has big boobs. And immediately they're all falling over each other to hire her. And then she turns out to be, you know, a complete um, airhead who only likes fashion and her looks and tries to get the other guys to do everything for her. And I hated that whole stereotype of a woman that's beautiful swanning in there and using her beauty to get the role. And then also, I hated the fact that she was like a fashion obsessed airhead who thought the snails they were cooking were gross, which, you know, whether you think that they are gross or not, like if you're working in a kitchen, you're going to have to freaking touch stuff. Like that's just life. um. So I hated that kind of comparison between, you know, this really beautiful airhead girl and then Bong Sun, who's really cool and will do anything. And I just, I thought the whole thing was gross and it was just a really weird little you know, it was only like, like it was about five minutes or 10 minutes of drama time, but I was just like, why is this here? I didn't understand what it was for. It just felt really, um, really old fashioned, you know, like really old school, like the kind of stuff that shouldn't happen in modern stuff anymore. Um, so I didn't love that. Um, that was the only thing that I think the drama did wrong. Everything else was more me. (laughs) Um, so before I finish talking about the show, which I am going to do, I promise I'm going to finish talking about it really soon. (laughs) Um, I have this thing where how I wish it had ended. That would have made me so happy and made me love this show. So, um, what I would have loved to have happened is when Bong San, uh, tells Chef Kang that, Chef Kung kind of fell in love with her because she was possessed with a ghost. And Bong Sun is now really worried that, you know, does he love her or does he love the ghost? I would have loved it if Chef Kung was like, holy fuck, where's the ghost? Let's go talk to the ghost. And then he talks to the ghost, which is Sune. And then I would have really loved it if instead of having to pass on, which is what happens to Sune, she just, dies at the end. And it is so sad because she's only like 20. She never did anything wrong. She gets murdered and then that's the end that she gets. And it didn't feel cathartic to me, even though there is a beautiful scene with her dad. And obviously, you know, she's really got this opportunity to spend more time with her family and help them move on with their lives. But it didn't feel good to me. I just felt like she'd been robbed of her own happy ending. And I felt like she deserved a happy ending. And I felt so sad that she had to die. And I guess what I would have loved if this drama had done, if some, (laughs) this sounds really bad, (laughs) but if some random girl had just been hit by a car and had died. And then Sune was like, Hey, I'll just, Hop into that body. And then she got her own body, like just somebody, anybody. And then she got to come back into the drama in this random body. And Chef Kung was like, I don't care what body you're in. I'm in love with you, with your personality, with your soul. And then Chef Kung had got with Sune, and they got to live together happily because I felt their personalities really matched each other. They were both fiery. They could both sort of push back. So they were on more equal footing. And then I would have loved if. The kind of you know the good-looking kitchen hand guy June, who's always like watching Bong Sun and really like aware of what's going on, and you really think at one point that he must like her, um, and I think he likes the shy version of her, and he's also very quiet and very thoughtful and very sensitive and very nice and kind of takes care of her a little bit, and I would have loved it if the shy you know the real Bong Sun, who's quite quiet, had ended up with June because again I felt their personality suited each other more, and he. He would have been able to ease her out of her, you know, this kind of crippling, shy, quiet state slowly and carefully instead of, I feel like when she's with Chef Kung, she will forever just kind of be in this weird position of adoring him, adoring him because he's, you know, putting him on a pedestal. And I didn't really think he deserved it. Like, Chef Kung is a good guy. He's not a bad guy at all, Um, but he's a flawed human being. And he didn't I didn't like the idea of him kind of getting worshipped (laughs) by this poor girl who doesn't seem to know any better. Um, So I just that's what I would have loved if that had happened, if that was how everything had ended up with the romance. I would have been so satisfied. I would have loved it, but it was not meant to be. So there you go. Um, so my next question was going to be, should you watch it? Um, probably you've already watched it. I think most drama lovers have watched this drama. It's super, super famous and super, super popular and everyone loves it. Um, but if you happen to have not watched it and the fact that I just told you all the spoilers for the entire drama hasn't put you off, (laughs) sorry that I do that. That's terrible. Um, then I do think you should watch it. I think that, I think the show is really, really good. I think it's written really well. I think the pacing is good. It's really interesting the whole way through. It's hooky. It's fun. Um, It's a really easy watch. Like I marathoned it. I was super into it. Um, And the fact that the romance didn't play out the way that I wanted it to, I think was really my own problem and not the show's problem. And the only thing I think the show ever did wrong was that one weird sexist kind of interview process that I was like, get that fucking out of here. But other than that, I thought it was really good. So, um, yeah, I think if you haven't watched it, you should give it a go and maybe you will feel very differently about the love triangle than I do and feel very romantically satisfied. Um, so that is all I'm going to say about the 16 episode supernatural rom-com drama. Oh my ghost, uh, that came out in 2015. Did I already say that? I think that I did. All right. That's it from me on the drama for this week. So now it is time for my random thing of the week, and I'm going to read out a very, very quick little excerpt from a poem. Um, I don't know if I love the whole poem, but I really, really love this little paragraph of it. So I'm just going to read it for you because why not? This is a random thing. So I'm going to do a random thing. So it's from a book that's just selected poems. It's just a book I have um, poems by D.H. Lawrence. Um, the poem that I'm going to read just a little section from is called Letter from Town on a Grey Morning in March. Here it is. You should be out by the orchard where violets secretly darken the earth or there in the woods of the twilight with northern wind flowers shaken astir. Think of me here in the library trying and trying a song that is worth tears and swords to my heart arrows, no armor will turn or deter. So that's all I'm going to read. I think it's really beautiful and it gives me vivid mind pictures. And I don't know if you guys love or hate poetry. I love it, but I'm not educated in it. I don't know a lot about it. I just know what I like. And sometimes something like that, when I read that out, To me, it feels extremely romantic, but it's not like I can pinpoint what every line means or the poet's meaning behind the words, and sometimes I think that doesn't really matter. Um, I like the way this poem makes me feel, and that's why I like it, and I don't care if I fully understand the poet's intention or not. To me, it's romantic and it's beautiful, and that is enough. All right. So now it is time for my something I'm loving this week section and surprise, it's a book. Um, I bet that wasn't a surprise because it is always usually a book. Um, But I finished reading this book this week and it made me feel a lot of feelings and was a really, really interesting book. Um, So I just wanted to talk about it because why not? So it's a novel. Um, it's called Disappearing Earth, and it's by an American author called Julia Phillips. Um, what's interesting about this book to me, so it is a literary crime fiction. It's an adult novel. Um, it is set in Russia, and it's set in a part of Russia that I really didn't know anything about, and I found it really, really fascinating to learn about this, this area, this community. So it's, it's set on a peninsula called Kamchatka. So, Kamchatka is okay, so towards the far, far east in Russia. So, it is as close to Alaska as Russia gets. Um, It is a peninsula that is based just above Japan and just above Korea. And it's so isolated that it has a nine hour time difference between the main city in Kamchatka and Moscow, the capital of Russia. And it also is a nine hour plane flight from this peninsula over to St. Petersburg or to Moscow. And, um, it is, you can't reach it. You can't reach this peninsula by land because, um, so basically the peninsula has a few different cities and different villages. And it, so it has a lot of Russians, but it also has indigenous people, uh, that live on the peninsula as well in villages and different, um, places. And it has a lot of wilderness and they have a lot of like Japanese, um, cruise ships stop there because it's this really beautiful wilderness area. Like I'm sure as you can imagine, like Alaska or something like that. So people go, go there to go see, you know, just the nature and the scenery. Um, But outside of the peninsula, it just heads, the the landscape just becomes tundra-like miles and miles of impassable tundra. And so you cannot drive from sort of mainland um, Russia over to this really cut off, um, isolated peninsula with all these different communities and cities. So I just found it really fascinating learning about this part of the world that I didn't even know existed. You know, I didn't know there was a peninsula um, with Russian cities on it just above Japan and so close to Alaska. I mean, obviously I knew there was that that's Russia, but I'd never really thought about it before. So I found that really interesting and I couldn't help but wonder what it would be like to live in a place that was that isolated from not the rest of the world because it's close to Japan and it's close to China and it's close to Alaska, but so isolated from the rest of Russia, which is their culture and their country. How strange to feel so far away from the hub of your own nation and the capital city of your own nation and and live in a place where it's almost impossible to visit the capital of your own nation. Um, but I guess, yeah, I, I just found it really, really interesting. Um, The the novel itself called Disappearing Earth, um, so it's written by an American author and she spent a year on like an exchange in Kamchatka, which is why she's written the book after learning a lot about the place. Um, And the book is about two little girls who go missing uh, in the first chapter. They disappear or are, you know, kidnapped, abducted. And the rest of the story, it's almost like a collection of interlocking short stories, um, all from the point of view of women. Um, on this peninsula, within the cities, within the villages. And you just get an understanding of the communities, of the people, of the culture, of the land, um, the history. And each chapter also brings you just the tiniest little tidbit about how this investigation into these two missing girls is unfolding because each chapter, you know, occurs about a month later and As the book progresses, you slowly learn what's going on. It was a really interesting read, and um, at first, I wasn't sure if I liked it because of that short story interlocking thing. You're constantly each chapter being introduced to a whole new character. Um, But I really sunk deep into it, and by the time I got halfway through, I came across a chapter that I just really connected with emotionally. And then from then on, I was just invested in the story and I wanted to know what was going to happen. And at the end, I felt very emotional finishing reading this book. I thought it was really, really good. So I don't know if it's, you know, it's not like, it's not romantic. It's definitely a literary, you know, adult book. Um, It was a very interesting experience for me reading it. And I particularly love books set in different cultures and countries, Um, particularly if I know a little bit less about it, the better for me. Um, So I loved reading you know, what has been built as a crime novel, but really isn't. It's a collection of almost slice of life, thoughtful vignettes of how people live in this place that all interlock together and create an overarching story. It's very clever format, actually. So that's all I'm going to say about it. I really loved it. Um, I thought it was just a really interesting read and I'm really glad I read it. Um, if that sounds like something that would interest you, it is called Disappearing Earth and by the author Julia Phillips.